We're working on our third week of the lockdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic, at least here in the United States. That's where we are right now. How are we functioning? Is reality starting to set in? Are we starting to have a, a sense of acceptance here? Are we facing doom? Are we feeling depressed? Are we feeling like we need to just get out of the house, run around and scream? I know a lot of us are facing some challenges right now. But rest assured, there are things that we can do. I want to talk about some of that power that we have and the opportunities we have to connect with that and how we can shape this opportunity into something empowering and enlightening for all of us. That is Nappy the Second, my friends. Here we are. It's Tuesday, March 31st. This is another special report of the Seeker podcast. You know, I have so much that I want to talk about. I'm trying to decide. Do I want to do just one big show or break things up for daily digestible short increments? I think right now that's what I'm leaning towards. I have quite a handful of subjects that would make for a great show, but uh, I'm going to try to just dice these up and do anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. Uh, I don't want to say daily, but <clears throat> I am trying to do some semi-regular stuff for you guys. And I have some really scary things to talk about, but I also think right now it's important to focus on some of the positive, to focus on what it is that we can do. Because I know there's many of us out there right now who feel helpless, who feel powerless. And there's some of us out there who are quite angry at some of the decisions that are being made. Myself included at times, I get angry, I get heated, but I found that my best days are the days that I am not on social media and I am not reading the news reports every time they come through and, and alert my phone. It's the days that I spend trying to find something fun to do with my kids, with my family, making a phone call or scheduling a, a Zoom call or a FaceTime meeting with uh, somebody that we know, friend or family member, or just talking on the phone or writing, or podcasting, or taking a walk in the woods, for those of us that have that luxury. I've had days where I, I've honestly, at the end of the day, said, you know, being quarantined, I'm actually feeling better now than I felt before, because every day I had to get up, I had to drive an hour to work, I had to work all day, I had to drive an hour home, I had to take care of my chores at home, everything just felt so rushed. Now I have an opportunity to just focus on what I want to focus on every day. Granted, I have the strains of family and stuff, but I take that as a gift. And I think perspective makes a big difference. Now, everybody's in a different situation. I get that. But what is it that you can find right now, today, that you can focus on? Sometimes the things you want to do may take some planning. So can you start that planning today? Can you sketch it out? Can you write a journal entry about it? I think that intention and perception helps shape our reality in more ways than one. And I've made several arguments about this on a variety of different platforms and formats. And I want to talk about some of that power that we have uh, in part through a technique known as or through a, uh, a phenomenon known as the Maharishi effect, which deals with meditation and your intention behind that meditation. You know, I think if you're feeling down or frustrated, by all means, start hitting up Ray Davis's affirmations. In addition, look for Greg Braden and the talks that he gives, because he's got a great way of presenting you with some great information in a way that you walk away from it feeling hopeful. Same thing with David Dubine of Adapt 2030. He's got some very scary information about climate change, but he's got a wealth of resources and a perspective and an outlook that's empowering. 
and it's motivating and it gives you stuff to do and when we have something to do we have a sense of control we have a sense of hope it's when we have nothing to do and we feel like someone or something else is making decisions for us that are out of our power and scary things are happening that's when the despair gets in today if you're feeling that fear if you're feeling down you need to make today day one pick a goal and start working towards it even if it's something uh, one of the things i've having people focus on start a garden start planting it out right now if you can't get a hold of seed or the materials that you need can you start regrowing do you have onions laying around your house potatoes uh, carrots celery look up some videos online yes you're not going to grow enough from one carrot to feed your family but it's a start it's a skill set you can learn that is going to be essential and it's empowering and it feels good these are the things i'm doing with my kids right now and you have a victory at the end of the day i accomplished something today i set this up uh you know so start planning out your garden you know even if it's just looking stuff up on the internet now and gathering information come up with a plan i'm telling you you will feel so much better and it will shift your perspective a little bit and it'll it'll give you that feeling that sense of control i highly encourage you to do that because there are things that we can do right now in these scary uncertain times we can choose to sit and listen to the media and listen to all the scary things that are coming out there and i'll probably talk about them in the next day or two focus on what you can do i want to read an excerpt from my book Shameless plug here, I am human food for the archons, humanity's psychic connections, simulated realities, parallel worlds, and the manipulation of mankind, available at sixcentsmedia.net and on amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. This is towards the end of the book, where after I walked you through all the scary stuff, I walked you through your uh, what your true hidden power is uh, as a living being on this planet, and then I get into how can we use that power. There's an interesting study that was completed, and it came to be known as the Maharishi Effect. Now, I want to read this chapter. You guys are getting a freebie right here, and uh, I hope it'll inspire you to go uh, buy the book. I'm reading a section of this chapter here called the Maharishi Effect. <clears throat> so what can we do with this untapped power of ours? How can it enrich our lives and better the world? What do we need to do to access this force? We can use this sense to offer healing, to ourselves, our community, and to the world. And fortunately, there's compelling research to support that claim. The 1970s research was conducted in an attempt to understand the correlation between people practicing transcendental meditation and violence and crime in the particular area. What the studies found was that a small number of meditators have the ability to reduce criminal activity in a targeted area through the practice of transcendental meditation. According to the Transcendental Meditation website, tm.org, Transcendental Meditation is, quote, an effortless technique for recharging your mind and body and creating a brighter, more positive state of mind. Research has shown that TM reduces stress and anxiety and improves brain function and cardiovascular health. Studies into the impact of TM on crime, which came to be known as the Maharishi Effect, were conducted in a wide range of locations and all boasted similar results. In 1981, a study was conducted in the U.S. involving multiple cities. The study looked at pairs of cities with populations larger than 10,000. 1% of the population in experimental cities 
had been instructed in the TM technique by the end of 1972. Control cities had a significantly lower population of TM trainees, with a mean percentage of 0.22%. The study looked at crime totals for each of the experimental and control cities for each year between 1967 and 1977. The years 1967 to 1972 served as the pre-intervention period, while 1972 to 1977 were the post-intervention period. What the study found was a decrease in the crime rate among experimental cities. The decrease was evident both immediately after the cities reached their 1% level of TM program participation and in the crime rate trend during the subsequent five years. The findings imply that persons taking TM will influence others, including the crime-prone population. Ultimately, transcendental meditation seems to have a direct effect on the levels of crime in a given area. With an understanding of the cardioelectromagnetic communication as explained by HeartMath, it should come as, as a it shouldn't come as a surprise that the TM technique work to reduce violence techniques work to reduce violence and crime in a given area, because meditators are changing the electromagnetic field, and then has a direct impact on anyone interacting with that field. Much like one could change the pH level of a fish tank to affect the behaviors of fish, we can change the pH level of our energetic fishbowl to positively or negatively, impact those who swim among us. By simply meditating, we possess the power to increase levels of peace in a given area. So again, uh, I encourage you to, to keep reading on that. I put a lot of research and a lot of thought into that, but that is the key. And let me tell you, I am guilty of not practicing this enough during the day. Because so often now, I'm waiting for the next bad thing in my mind so I can go, yep, that's what we were waiting for. Yep, that's the next thing that I said was coming. Yep, that's the Part of it's probably my ego. Part of it's probably a little bit of anxiety that I feel. And I'm recognizing that. We need to find a way to perceive some optimism about the future. And put the majority of our energy there. I really believe that if we visualize it, and when I say visualize it, I don't mean saying, I've said this almost every show, you don't say, I wish things were better, I wish things were better. Because what you're communicating, if you think of the universe as a giant computer system, digital interface that recognizes your intent and your emotional state, And that's how you communicate to it. If you tell the universe, I wish that things were better, what you're actually saying to the universe is, things are not better. Things are not better. That's what you're reinforcing. Now, if instead you visualize that feeling you're going to have when we are declared COVID-19 free, picture the party you will have with friends. Imagine the trip you're going to take. Start talking about it now. Start planning it now. Start making a vision board with pictures that you have in magazines or download from the internet and start putting those pictures up and look at that vision board every single day, multiple times throughout the day. And don't just look at it. You need to capture the feeling that you expect to feel in that moment. That's how you communicate change. That's how you manifest that change. And I think that's 
an important thing for us to practice. And it's going to be challenging for us to practice that because there are other things going on that make it difficult to see past some of these things. I'm going to be advising you to prepare for certain things, but I don't want us to forget the vision that we have in mind of what the end result will be here. And we need to come back to that. We need to allow that hope to stay with us as we work towards what we are creating. Okay, friends. I hope you found this as as uplifting as I have. I've been thinking about doing this one for the last five days, probably since the last time I've been on the air. Um, I want to keep it short and sweet. It's a lot to think about. You can look it up, the Maharishi Effect. Uh, and of course, you can find the full breakdown in uh, I Am Human Food for the Archons. Um, you know, w- again, what I discovered is that we have an electromagnetic field that is the substance of communication and interaction, exchange of information um, between us all living things and the universe. Maharishi effect is one uh, consequence of that ability. But the possibilities are, I don't know if it's limitless, but there are many. Now is the time to focus on that. Speaking of which, last plug, visit the triadmind.com with Mark Sirto. I've, I've been working on his meditation program and uh, last night I achieved something that I've read about a lot in the Monroe Institute, mind awake, body asleep. Pretty awesome state. So big shout out to Mark, uh, Mark Sirto, who was uh, the founder of the Triad Mind. He was one of the original sound engineers at the Monroe Institute. Fascinating piece of history. Uh, I'm going to reach out to him, see if I can get him to come back on the air. He's been here a while ago. So look for that. That's the other thing. If you want to come on the show, I'm looking for guests. I would love to talk to you if you've had some kind of supernatural or paranormal experience. I can change your name. We could be anonymous if you want. But I'd love to dive deep into some of those personal accounts. Uh, I'm also looking for people who are prepper-minded, prepper-experienced. I'd love to talk to you about that stuff as well. Or do you have something spiritual, esoteric? Uh, astrology. I'm really looking for some astrologers right now as well. So if you know anybody, please send them my way, get them in touch with me. Uh, I'd love to have you guys on the air. I think it would be great to get all these different perspectives and start doing what we always do and not just focusing on the infamous COVID-19. So, all right, my friends, uh, that's it for today, Tuesday, March 31st. I will be back shortly with another tidbit of information for you stay safe stay healthy stay positive my friends dennis nappy the second here with the secret podcast at six cents media where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world i encourage you to be that change never stop questioning keep an open mind and let your intuition be your guide thank you